for joining us on History Makers. We're chatting to revivalist, evangelist and multimedia expert from Virginia, USA, Brad Huddleston. How are you, mate? Hey, I am doing absolutely fantastic. How are you guys doing? We're doing great, Brad. Thank you so much. It's good to talk to you. Your uh, focus on digital technology and everything multimedia is certainly taking the world by storm, especially Australia. And I guess we're going to look at your background and your life and just where you started. Tell us from the beginning. How did you get into what you're doing now? Well, I started in high school, actually. Uh, was interested in all things computer. And in those days, there was no internet. There was no such a thing as a GUI or a graphical user interface, you know, where you have a mouse and you can click on things and things were easy. It was basically, uh, if you wanted to use a computer, you had to program it. And so I learned in high school how to do that. It was a little bit geeky. And uh, I kind of hid that passion because I was afraid, I suppose, I wouldn't get dates. Uh, but behind the scenes, I was uh, I was playing with computers. And so then when I went to university, I was looking for a way to get rich. And I decided I would major in computer science. And so I did that. And in my senior year of university, uh, I was really, had been running from the Lord. I knew he had a call in my life. I finally gave in to the Lord, and I transferred to Bible college and uh, Bible school and, and ended up double majoring. And so my start uh, was there, and then from there I went into media. I went into radio and then into television. And so I used my digital technology and my passion for all things digital uh, in the media realm. Of course, in those days, we started with tape, but quickly audio went digital, and I was kind of in heaven mm. then. And so I pursued it uh, down that track. And then when uh, social media and all of that came you know, into the, into the news about eight, nine years ago, uh, we saw the tremendous potential for the gospel and reaching people and staying in touch with family and friends. But then we started to notice all of the negative things, and I felt like the Lord was uh, tugging at my heart to deal with that, basically at the request of our youth leader at our church who who uh, was experiencing a lot of negative things in our youth group, and she knew that my background was in the digital domain, and she asked if I would help out. So that's the, that's the short story of how I got started. So maybe before we take a further look at that, let's rewind and let's ask you about your early years and your upbringing. Did you grow up in a Christian home, Christian family, or what was it like from the, from the beginning? Well, it, the answer is yes and no. My parents divorced when I was four, and obviously they were struggling spiritually. Uh, both had a church background, but it was my grandparents who stepped in and made sure that I was taken to church, made sure that I was discipled and trained in the ways of the Lord. You know, Karen, I, I really thank the Lord for grandparents. And the book that I've written, The Dark Shadow of Technology, Restoring Balance in the Digital Age, is not written from a technical point of view, as you know. Uh, it's written to parents and to grandparents. And so my grandparents stood in uh, really were my parents, spiritually speaking, in those days. Now, I have a great relationship with both my mom and my dad. And I'm talking about the early years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, 6 through 9, it says, These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. 
my grandparents talked about the scriptures from the time I was very, very young, and they did that. They obeyed that very passage of scripture over me. And I am the, the way I am now, really, because of my early days of them putting God into me, the Word of God, and, and when the problems of life hit because of the divorce, and make no mistake about it, it does affect the children. And uh, that's why it's not God's best when people do divorce, although, uh, you know, it happens. It's not the unpardonable sin. But my background goes uh, back to that, and I, I've often said I learned more at Grandma and Granddaddy's mm-hmm. kitchen table with the Bible open than I ever did in Bible college. And it's amazing at the moment now you are actually ministering around the world in churches, in schools, in conferences, multimedia camps, uh, your passion, your compassion for uh, what's happening in today's society obviously comes from a lot of involvement you've had over your teenage years, your young adult years. What happened when you, you left home from your grandparents' house? Well, I went to university and as a lot of us do when we are free for the first time, I tried to go crazy um, in terms of partying and drinking, and I dabbled in some of that, but because of the intercessory prayers of Grandma and Granddad, uh, the, the hounds of heaven, as it were, were just chasing me down, and I really, I tried so hard to get in trouble, um, but it was just, I was shielded. And one of the things that they taught me from a very young age, and this is what I would love to tell parents, and I do tell parents and grandparents, there is a call on every one of our lives, and from a very young age, I was made keenly aware that I have a call in my life and I needed to pursue the heart, the faith, and the Word of God and find out what that is. And so I, I went to university. I, I, I backslid for a brief season. didn't last long, thankfully. And uh, I came back to my senses, and that's when I found the call. I thought I had wasted four years of computer science uh, when I decided to go to Bible college and finally give in to the ministry side of things. And now I can look back, hindsight being twenty twenty, and you can see how perfectly those two have come together because I'm able to minister in a Christian context with that. So it wasn't perfect. It wasn't rosy. I did backslide. I'm I'm not proud of that. I'm ashamed of that. But I'm also uh, uh, very thankful that when I preach, I can talk about the grace of God and the kindness of God that leads to repentance. And I speak from experience and from a heart of love for everyone because I want them to experience it too. No matter how badly they've messed up, no matter what dirt is in their past, the Lord Jesus is kind, and he will lead us to turn around. That's what repent means, and that's what revival is all about, and come to him and find an open arms, uh, the open arms of God to love them. And so that's what happened to me, and I just want to share it with everyone. I remember when uh, you and I got together at uh, my church building once, we scot your wife, and uh, your wife Beth plays a big part in your ministry. How did you meet Beth, and, and how does she uh, play her role in the ministry as well? Uh, you know, as you can speak from experience, Matt, we wouldn't have a ministry if it weren't for our wives. Yeah. Um, I, I was on the air. Uh, I built a radio station. Three of us were hired by Massanut and Broadcasting here in the central Shenandoah Valley of Virginia to build a contemporary Christian radio station. I had already been working at a Southern Gospel station, a country music station, and by the way, I, I had a country music show, and please don't tell anybody this, but my on-air name was Buckshot Bradley. That was so <laughs> Buckshot Brad. Brad. I know. <laughs> Every now and again, some some good old boy hey, come up to me, hey, son, how you doing, Buckshot? It's so embarrassing. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I built this radio station by the, uh, by the invitation of, of a company to come and work for them. And so I was the morning disc jockey. Of course, you call us presenters, but... Uh, in those days, we were called disc jockeys, and I did this wild and crazy Christian morning show 
for a number of years where we wrote and produced comedy, but that was the hook, you know, of course, to then get into people's hearts and proclaim the gospel. So one morning on my birthday, my staff threw a surprise birthday party for me, and they come in with the cake and the candles and all this sort of stuff while I was on the air talking, and they started singing happy birthday. And my birthday is June 28th, and so it's the middle of summer, but it was like Christmas because all of these businesses were calling in, wishing me happy birthday, and giving me stuff. And they were saying, just stop by this restaurant and we'll give you a meal, or come here and we'll give you this. And it was just awesome. And uh, it took me about six weeks to get through all of this, to you know, to visit all these places, to collect all these birthday presents. And one of the things on the list was a haircut. Huh? And uh, about six weeks later, I went and got my haircut, and there was this absolutely gorgeous girl cutting my hair who had called in and given this haircut to me. And I thought, well, she must be a Christian because she listens to my show. And turned out it was Beth until I married her. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Okay, mate. Now, you've been um, out in Australia a number of times, and uh, you, you present this seminar called The Dark Side of Technology Seminar. I know the Australian Christian Lobby had you there. Uh, you've done it in many churches, in schools. Uh, tell us what you present. What's the main message of the seminars? The main message of the seminar is that technology is not an evil thing in and of itself. The reality is it's having a tremendous impact on society, and statistically speaking, there's not a statistical difference between the immoral behavior uh, that has resulted from digital technologies coming uh, into the culture. It's not a statistical difference in the immoral behavior between churched and unchurched people. Um, as I mentioned a moment ago, we discovered in our in our youth group, and our church is by no means perfect. I haven't found a perfect church, but we Beth and I attend a good church, a Bible-believing church, one that believes in the holiness of the Lord, and all of that filters down through our you know Sunday schools and all of that. Uh, but we found about half of the youth group doing some really, really bad things on the Internet. And these were good kids. Kids, well, I mean, their behavior wasn't good, but what I mean by that is they were raised in church. They have good families. They were, they were being taught the Word of God, and yet under the cover of darkness they were doing these horrible things. And when I began to look into this deeper, I found that the Christian schools that I would go minister in and the other good churches I would go minister in were having the same problems. And then... Eventually, some statistics started coming out about this to, to verify, uh, you know, what we were seeing in the church. And I was asked by our youth leader to speak on it in our church. And then the local television network asked me to host and produce a one-hour television special on the dangers of social networking, and I did. So from that has come a seminar, and it's all about how the brain chemistry and the culture in general is being altered and changed because of the intensity in which we are engaging in digital media. Basically, we're overdoing it. And uh, doctors, uh, well, clinical psychologists such as Dr. Archibald Hart, and I know Karen is familiar with because he's on Focus on the Family. Very much so, yeah. Yeah. So I just began to hear him talk about it, and it it caused me to dig deeper and and really study the neuroscience behind it. And God in his sovereignty, with the call that's on my life and the giftings that he's given me to communicate, started to open doors at many doors, and, and Karen, I'm so thankful today that Dr. Don uh, Glasgow called you mm, and uh, recommended that you call me. And so it's been one thing like that after another. You can't make these things up. Yeah. Uh, it's just the hand of God. And so that's basically the message. It's to restore balance, not to get rid of the technology, but to use it responsibly. In fact, I'll be in Mackay in a week and a half uh, conducting my ninth annual multimedia camp in which I'll get kids out of class for an entire week and a half some gifted kids, about a dozen of them, and we will very, very, uh, be very intense about digital multimedia production 
and will produce things that glorify and honor God. And so we want to not throw it away. We want to restore balance and use these awesome tools for the glory of God and shun pornography and shun sexting and cyberbullying and all that sort of stuff. Brad, I, I know firsthand that you do a fantastic job encouraging people, whether it's young or old, firstly in their intimacy with God, and then secondly in their balance with all things technological. I mean, just the way that you expose the truth about technology, about how it works, why it works, how to apply the wisdom needed to keep our family safe and sound. And as you say, in the light, we uh, we just pray God's blessing and wish you, wish you well as you continue and, and further your ministry across Australia, but throughout the world also. Well, Matt and Karen, thank you guys. I so appreciate your friendship and your constant encouragement. I love your show, by the way. And Thank God for technology because I'm able to listen to it when I'm here in the U.S. So it's just awesome. Love and appreciate you guys very much. Thank you so much for joining us, mate. I reckon you're a history maker. Okay, and you too. Thanks so much for joining us on History Makers today. You know, the vision of History Makers is to spread the good news of Jesus Christ through conversation to the nations of the world. We're now on over 58 radio stations around Australia and Pacific nations, and we're so excited about the opportunity we have to broadcast the good news on the airwaves. If you would like to make a donation please go to our website, historymakersradio.com. There you can also download interviews. We've got some great web links and some great information for you about following Jesus. So please go to historymakersradio.com. I'm Matt Prater. God bless. Go and make history. History Makers.